Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Pruman Show. The Tiffany Pruman Show is presented by ChoicesToYou.com, the official restaurant delivery service of Business Radio X. Let ChoicesToYou.com bring the restaurant to you. And greetings and salutations, everyone. This is Stephen Julian, and yes, I am here. It's Friday afternoon. It's 1 p.m. I am here inside the Subaru of Gwinnett Business Radio X studio inside the beautiful Sonesta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. I am here in front of a beautiful lunch de- uh, delivered by ChoicesToYou.com from Greek Island Grill and Bar on Lawrenceville Swanee Road. So you know what all this means is that you and I are here for the one and only Tiffany Crewman Show. I'm here with a wonderful, fantastic entrepreneur, inventor, special needs advocate, mom, wife, cancer survivor, and someone who's passionate about helping others listen, learn, and launch their business product, service business, or other business adventure. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tiffany Crubbins. Wow, that was a mouthful. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Thank How you for you doing joining today? me. Doing good. good. Doing really good. good I'm good, excited good. about our guest today. After that uh, buildup of the show, uh, I hope it doesn't go downhill yeah, from yeah. here, but I'm very confident <laughs> that it won't. So, uh, Tiffany, we are here yet again with our community to talk about listening, learning, and launching What's been going on with you? Well, I've just been working, 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 working. We're going to go on a um, Disney vacation, compliments of the Disney team, actually. We were invited to a Disney social media mom celebration in a few weeks. So I'm trying not to keep my brain there. I'm trying to get back to work until then, Boy, but I'm dreaming about it. You're, you're launching in a, in a whole different direction. Yeah, so yeah. You're launch to <laughs> More traveling than, my goodness. than launching. That's not good. Fantastic. Well, before you go on the cruise, mm-hmm. uh, today we have a, a, a very special guest. We have Michael Gosling from DoMyOwnPestControl.com. Yes. And uh, Michael is here to, uh, we're going to listen to about his business, how he started, where he's come from. Uh, hopefully, uh, I definitely know there will be things to learn and uh Hopefully, Michael will help some people who are out there getting ready to launch, right? Right, right. Yep. He's a successful local business owner, and most people know him and have have grown to love him. And I know you're going to love hearing his story, so I'm excited for him to be here. Fantastic. Uh, Michael, I I don't have as big of a buildup for you (laughs) as I did for Tiffany, So, uh, but there is a lot to to talk about. Uh, Tell us us about DoMyOwnPestControl.com and and what you guys do. Well, thank you for having me here. It's an honor to be here. Um, DoMyOwnPestControl.com was started by myself and my brother, Philip, uh, in 2004. So we're going on, yeah, going on uh, 12 plus years. So it was started out of my parents' basement, which is a a cool story. Um, And basically, we empower homeowners. You know, that's kind of how we started was empowering homeowners. And now, of course, we supply a lot of businesses. We supply pest control companies and a lot of people with professional pest control products. But we really started to empower the homeowner to do their own pest control and to save money while they do it. So so go back to that time in 2004. A lot of businesses uh, successfully launched because they see a need. Um, I think I know what the need was, um, but, but what did you guys see? And how did you guys recognize, hey, there's an opportunity here to empower homeowners? 
Well, it was a lot of luck, but my brother Philip at the time was a very gifted web designer. And I actually had a service company. You know, what you think of when you hear about pest control, I actually went around and did the spring at people's houses became aware of someone selling these products that we were using as a professional company online to homeowners and saving them a lot of money. My mother, growing up, she made us listen to the Clark Howard show. And so I've always had that kind of in my blood. Um, And I thought, you know, that's a great idea. I have the license to buy these products. I, I, I do a pretty good job of telling people how to use them. And I'm very knowledgeable. And my brother makes a good website. So once we heard about this other company doing it, we took a look at their website and saw that there was an opportunity here. There wasn't a lot of competition Mm -hmm. at the time in 2004. And we had, my brother could build the website, I could buy the products. And so we said, why not? We have nothing to lose. And so we did. And the first night we put up the website, we got an order. Her name was Peggy Wu. (laughs) Never forget our first customer. (laughs) I love it. it. And it was just kind of like, we have something here. And I think a good point to make right now is that you know, you don't have to, you know, El Tiffany is a very talented inventor, but you don't always have to invent something new. There that's is right. a lot of opportunity to make something current better. And that's, that's what right. we did, that someone was already selling it online, but we decided and saw an opportunity that we could do it better. That we mm-hmm. could do it better. That's fantastic. Now, the uh, so you were able to buy the product. So I guess one of the things was, if I were back then in, in 2004, I wasn't doing that right. kind of stuff. So I wouldn't have been able to buy the correct you do have to be licensed and you do have to have a um a a license which you have to have a pest control company typically to do that um and so there there was some uh, you know opportunities that were already available there that i didn't have to go through those hoops which again was just a blessing and timing i love that he launched this is a very important lesson for our listeners that he launched from something that he already had so like you said he already had the license his brother was a great website designer he wasn't going out looking for all these things he kind of already had them right there in front of him see that's why it's the tiffany crewman show because the question i was going to ask as a follow-up was does peggy woo get a thank you card every year on the anniversary or is she still you know so that's a much better i wonder if peggy woo is listening if peggy woo even knew how much we'd drop her name (laughs) (laughs) she could start her own brand peggy woo you need to be listening (laughs) uh and and hear michael here on the tiffany Crewman show, and then we'll start your brand too. We can launch something for that. Makes me want to go back in my system and see who my first customer was. What was their name? There you go. I'm dying to know that now. I remember who my first client was. Probably my parents uh, or something. So there you go. Um, So fast forward a a little bit for us, Michael, and um, and and I guess actually before you fast forward, speak a little bit about the fact that you did start in your parents' basement because I know one of the things, Mm -hmm. and and we talked about this last week. Uh, in our show meeting that everybody got to listen to. And if you didn't, go back and listen to the episode that you guys didn't start with a big corporate office yes. and with fancy letterhead. The, the basement was started purely for economical reasons. And, and how long did you stay in the basement? Yeah. Um, Which is know, a great question, by the yeah. way. How long did you stay in the basement? <laughs> About two and a half, three years almost. Wow. There you go. And, okay. um, you know, my, you know, there was a whole family operation at that time. My mother, I, I, I hope she's listening. I, we owe a lot to her. <laughs> Because we all basically worked the first two or three years without taking any salaries. Mm-hmm. We just kept investing it in the company. And, and my mom was down there right alongside us shipping boxes. And, you know, back then it took us all day to ship 10 boxes, you know, and now we ship thousands. Yes. So, so, but we bootstrapped it. You're mm-hmm. right. We could have mm-hmm. gone right. out, got into a lot of debt, got a huge building That's and right. tried to be way bigger than we were at that time. Mm-hmm. But we just, 
grew little by little and uh, unfortunately, uh, fortunately did the right things and eventually got out of the basement. Um, that is the key to success right there. I mean, getting any, out of the basement. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. I'm well, not the getting out, but the, the going into the basement to start with, I think every successful business owner I've ever spoken to, that's what they've done. They bootstrapped and they, and yes. even me on shark tank, Barbara and I bootstrapped. We, right. She gave me a small investment in the beginning and we made every penny count. I shipped all my product. After the show aired, I was shipping little boxes myself from my home. So I think any successful company starts that way. It's versus, worth the wait. Yes, it is. It is worth the wait to, to not get yourself over, overextend yourself. Yes. Yeah. But now I'm going to try at a much better question than the Peggy Woo question. Um, <laughs> because when when we were uh, doing some pre-show talks and 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 you were giving us some information, one of the one of the questions that Tiffany likes to ask is, hey, tell us about a mistake you might have made. What, what mm-hmm. can other business owners and, and launchers learn? And one of the things you said was that uh, you kind of talked about not being prepared for the growth. So you started very conservatively, but there came a point where you didn't need to be so conservative. Can you talk about that example? That's right. There, there comes a time in the company evolution where you've proven the concept. Mm-hmm. And we had tremendous growth over those first few years. We grew out of the basement. We got our first office space. And we started really growing. And it got to a point where the growth we kept, we tried to keep up with it. And then every time we would implement new shipping systems or, or new policies to keep up with the growth, we grew past that point. And mm-hmm. so we, it was continually ahead of us. And so eventually, um, I think our biggest mistake was we didn't pull the trigger soon enough of actually doing some large investments and, and, and go ahead of the growth curve. And everything pointed that we were going to end up at that place. Mm. But it took us a while to realize we need to start planning for mm-hmm. that place before we get there. And it ended up being a lot more efficient. And we still do that. We're still very blessed with tremendous growth. And so, for instance, right now we have a shipping line that can handle about 5,000 more packages a day than we are already shipping. Mm-hmm. And so we're headed that way. And right. it also keeps us motivated to grow to that point. We put these systems in. Let's do what it takes to get there. Mm, I love that. And, and Tiffany, so there's, there's this fine line that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. all business owners and entrepreneurs need to learn to walk where there is a time to be very conservative and very bootstrapped. There's also a time to recognize, and he used, I love that Michael used the word investment. Mm-hmm. They, in, that's my world and I love it. Return. There was an investment to be made that would pay off. Yes. So um, how do, you know, to both of you, let, let's just have a quick conversation. Where do we, you know, the business owner is sitting there going, how do I know? How do I know when it's going to be an investment when I'm just kind of wasting my money? Or mm. I'm I'm not being conservative. That's enough. so tricky because I think it's it going to be so different for every company, and they're going to have to be hyper aware of what their company is doing and how it's growing, like he was with his. Thank God. So, Michael, when you were thinking about this shipping stuff, and the, so let's just use that shipping investment as an example, were you guys able to kind of run some math and go? If we stay where we are, if we go to the next step, this is what we'll be able to do. But if we invest here, we can recover this money in this amount of time. Exactly. My answer for your question would be, you have to know the data. You have to, you know, you can't be blindsided and just worry about just sales and not mm-hmm. worry about the back end and the stuff going out the door and your profit and your margins mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the growth path you're on. And so one thing about Do My Own Pest Control is we are data driven. Every decision we make, every investment we make, 
uh, marketing, everything is behind data. And that's the great thing about that within your company. I mean, you can't do everything in your business. So do you have separate people that are very good at that stuff? Because I think that's important. I'm not that person in my company. So I had to bring someone in to do that. Who does that? We are very blessed. I I obviously did a lot of it in the beginning, but, um, you know, we have over 70 employees now. And so another, you know, growth point uh, for us was hiring people that know more than we do. Okay. I think entrepreneurs can have a lot of pride and you don't know what you don't know. And so another thing we realized early on is we need to bring in people that know more than Philip and I know. That's right. And because we've learned this as we we didn't have an e-commerce company before 2004. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have very smart people on staff, uh, marketing directors, and um, uh, hired uh, just exceptional vice president who knows way more than we do. And so they all help us together make those decisions. I love it that you were able to step back and let someone step into that position. That's so important. I think pride and greed, like you said, those are the two main killers of small business. I think people asked me when I went on Shark Tank, how could you give away such a big percentage to Barbara? I'm like, I didn't have a company. She's the one giving everything up in the beginning. Yeah, I had five clay elephants. (laughs) What do you want me to do here? Play so, a hard bargain. So, I, and I like your. You said, you know, uh, if they're if they've got a little too much pride, they don't know what they don't know. Whereas, what you guys quickly learned was, mm-hmm. we know what we don't know, and we're willing to uh, put people in who know those things, and then that helps all of us. I love it. No more. Exactly. And you have to be willing as the owner of the company to give up control and yes. to be able to give them the freedom to to voice their opinions and not be worried about any repercussions. And that's how we've continued to push the envelope is, is really smart people. So uh, we are sitting here with uh, Michael Gosling. Michael is the, by the way, are you president, CEO, chief Poobah? Co-owner and CEO co-owner. is what yeah. we have. <laughs> uh, Michael and his brother, Philip, uh, are co-owners of DoMyOwnPestControl.com here on the Tiffany Crewman Show. And uh, Michael, I-, I want you to fast forward uh, now to today and... Uh, What's really cool is um, for everybody listening, go to DoMyOwnPestControl.com, get empowered to do their own pest control. But it's not just pest control anymore, is it? That's right. The evolution of the company, you know, customers loved our service. And that's what our company is founded on is customer service. And we've won all kinds of awards for that. I'm really proud of that. And so customers would ask and say, you know, call and say, I want, you know, can you get anything for my lawn? Can you get anything for my garden? So now we have over 12,000 SKUs and we have a huge lawn wow. and garden department. We uh, have videos that show people how to treat their yard. Uh, we also carry out, we have outdoor living. So we carry anything from bird seed to birdhouses to uh, grass seed, you know, all that. 12,000 kind of SKUs just made my heart flutter because I only dealt with a couple and then the SKUs are the little barcodes, by the way. And if you have to keep up with that stuff and keep it all on it's track, you must yeah. have a big team. Don't make Tiffany's heart yeah. flutter, okay? <laughs> let's, let's bring it down a notch. Well, no, so, so when you started the show, or started the show, when you started the company, you were the one who knew the pest control business. Correct. Um, so... 12,000 SKUs, I'm assuming that also means there have been other people. Again, you you right. knew what you didn't know. So you didn't become an expert in birdhouses. And so so how did that process go about? How did you grow? Yeah, as that? our business grew, we hired more customer service reps. We have 20 full-time reps that are on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. They're answering customers' questions, taking orders. But it's not about the sale for us. It's about educating the customer. And so many of my reps spend 
an hour on the phone going over a termite treatment or treating the yard. And we may not even sell anything, but that's the service we provide. So we do a ton of training. We bring in all of the manufacturers and vendors every year to train our staff. Um, We constantly look for people that know a lot in those Mm -hmm. markets, uh, in in, um, lawn and garden and in pest control, try to bring those people on. So uh, we have to be experts if we're going to tell you how to do it yourself. Oh, go ahead. Liability comes to mind when I think of, you know, you're talking to someone about termites and then they're treating their own home. So how do you guys juggle Ooh. that? Okay. So here again, that's Sorry. such a great question because <laughs> well, it is. any small business owner, especially one with a medical device, yeah. is the first thing that pops in their mind is <laughs> liability. So you know? yeah, we're talking termites and yeah. that's a big liability too. Makes so talk wonder. about that. And that's a very common question that we get, you know, especially with pest control, people are kind of scared of pesticides mm-hmm. and that's, and that's, you know, rightfully so in history, uh, there's been a lot more dangerous products that have been on the market available, but the EPA has really gotten rid of a lot of the stuff that's really harmful to the environment and harmful to people. And so we educate people how to use things the right way. And if you follow the label and use it the right way, then it's very safe. But many of the products like termite control, that's a job that not everyone should do. Yeah. And when someone calls us and we feel that they, it may be something that they can't handle, we readily tell our customers to call a professional company. Again, oh, it's not okay. about the sale mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. We want to educate the customer and empower them. But if it's something that's over their head or they can't handle it because it's a big job, we tell them to call a company. See, I was going to go. See, that's where I was going to go with the question is, as he was talking, we spend an hour on the phone. We we might not make the sale. We're really trying to educate. We bring people in and our customer service reps keep learning more and more and more. One of the things I was thinking was, well, Michael, that's not the most profitable. Your margins could be much higher. You get, but high dividends. So so then we go back to, if you remember at the very beginning of this Mm -hmm. interview, you said we empower, we wanted to empower homeowners to do their own pest control. And he stood by that. And you've never strayed from that, have you? uh, No. So yes, you've got, you've expanded that from your own pest control to your own insert the other SKUs that you do, but you've never Mm -hmm. gotten away from your main, main mission. That's correct. And Tiffany hit the nail on the head. It, um, it, it's, it, it does. It empowers and educates our customers, but they remember that. Mm-hmm. They remember that experience and how the fact that we did not pressure them. And when they have a problem, it may not be pest control. Maybe they're do, out in their yard that weekend and they look at the roses and say, you know, I want to get some nutrients for my roses. Well, I'm going to call that company back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it. it has paid dividends for us. We have grown because of great employees and customer service. Okay. So I'm going to ask a very, very basic question mm-hmm. as a homeowner. Now, um, if, if I'm using a service and I, and I'm going to ask you to ballpark it as best you can, if I'm using a service currently and I decide that I, I want to do my own pest control, um, uh, and boy, maybe I should look for a website called do my own pest mm-hmm. And, and in doing that, I'll understand more of what's going on around my house and I could potentially save money. What's what's what can someone expect as far as savings goes? Yeah, typically a professional pest control company charges three to four hundred dollars a year to come out four times a year to spray mm-hmm. your house. Um, we sell the same professional product that they're coming to your house to spray. It will cost you about thirty dollars with free shipping. It's a concentrate, and that one thirty dollar bottle will last you probably two to three years. Oh my goodness! Of oh. service, so you're saving well That's easily, a <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. And you know, we just don't sell you the product. That's we have full video um, staff, go. and so we have videos that show you exactly how to treat, exactly the safety equipment, exactly where to spray. 
all those things. You know what I love about this? I never have them come out and spray because I don't like the idea of them coming and spraying if they don't need to. So I don't want to sign up for a year of four of them coming four different times and we didn't even have any issues. I'd rather have it on hand like what you provide. And as I see fit, I use it. Um, so I really like that as a cancer survivor. So as someone uh, who, so let's go from the person who's using the service to then also the person who is doing it themselves, but they're buying it at their local hardware store. Uh, what's the difference between those products and the hardware store? I'm imagining there's a difference because you had to be certified to buy the product. There is a big difference. And really the difference is in the longevity of the product. Yeah. So the products are definitely diluted a lot more over the counter. and Because they have to be. Because they have for to safety. be yeah. for safety. And typically uh, those products will give you only two to three weeks of residual, mm -hmm. whereas the professional products... Uh, they will give you two to three months. And nice. that's and that's what the company's using, why they only come out four times a year because the products last that long. So, uh, Michael, I want you to imagine that uh, you're in a room full of uh, small business owners, relatively new to the business. They're, they're kind of getting their feet wet. They, they're, in their parents they're in their parents' basement uh, starting their company. <laughs> um, what, what would be some, uh, especially to the e-commerce, that's your world. That, that's where right. you've uh, you know, made your mark. And and by the way, speaking of making your <laughs> making your mark, I, I believe you've been listed on the Internet Retailers Top 500 list. I mean, fantastic! That's awesome. Thank you. I'll, I'll toot your horn just a little bit. You don't <laughs> have to toot it yourself. Um, so when you're talking to those business owners in the e-commerce world, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, how would you? What what do they need to listen to you say as someone who's traveled that road before them? That's a very. I can, very, I can almost answer that for him. I think what he's done that's do. so different. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. No, but what I've seen, you know, what I've observed with your company is that you went the opposite direction. Instead of it being all about sales and then customer service coming second, you made that first and your sales fell into place. I mean, I think if everybody does that with their company, period, yep. they're yeah. going to have a higher. If you put the customer first yeah. religiously, yeah. Uh, it will you will you will reap dividends. You'll stand out on the online world. Yes. Would you is, agree with that? That's oh, very absolutely. true. You you want to talk about a transactional world that doesn't always take uh -huh. in, hardly ever takes into account the person. That's Especially right. in returns. Everyone when they return something, they're expecting this hassle. You know, that's another thing that we've instilled is we have a no hassle return policy. Oh, really? And so those kind of things keep customers coming back. Nice. If they have a good experience, they will continue mm -hmm. to come back. And it's the same rules that would apply to a brick and mortar store. It's exactly. the same rules that would apply to a service business, you treat the customer yes. right, you're going to come out ahead. So. Well, you're treating formula. them as if they're walking in face to face like you do at Walmart to return something and you have to treat them kindly because they're standing in front of you. That's how you're treating them. And, that's and, exactly. and by the way, if anyone doubts that you've done that, what, what was your first customer's name again? Miss Peggy Wu. Thank Peggy you. Miss Peggy Wu. We, we, we love you, Miss no Peggy She has no termites. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me shift gears uh, real quick here because, uh, you know, you wanted to empower the homeowner, but because uh, your business has blessed you and allowed you to uh, work hard and build a good business, it didn't stop there and you wanted to give back as well. So um, you have also started the Granting uh, Grace Foundation uh, for Childhood Cancer and, and your company, uh, uh, DoMyOwnPestControl.com, uh, is involved in a lot of different charities and, and a lot of different charitable giving. T talk a little bit about that. Correct. That's probably what I'm most proud of is, you know, our company got to a point where we were uh, making some good money as far as the company. We were investing it back. We really wanted to start investing back into the community. And it's something that we are really passionate about. In the last few years, we've given over $500,000 a year to local charities, to the mm. hospital, and things like that. So, um, Oh, my goodness. Can we just stop right there? A small sure. business. Think about that. A small business. This man started his business in his mom's basement. And you have given how much every year back to charity? 
the last few years, over 500,000. That's incredible. That is unreal. Well, I mean, I can speak firsthand. He's the one that, this is the gentleman who helped us in winning the Beaches Resort trip for Olivia that came in and visited with us. So, I mean, if you go he's back actually and helped us. Listen to the show. You won't hear Michael, but if you watch yes. it on YouTube, you'll see him. He was sitting, sitting in the back, in the corner, humbly. not making a big deal, like like a like someone who gives. He I was thinking, him. I hope she doesn't ask me to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Here I am. <laughs> so, um, what, uh, what? Yeah. So, what motivates you? When, yeah. So, when so how it, it kind of started was uh, there's a local show, local radio station here in Atlanta, and they do a carathon for the Aflac Cancer Center uh, every year. And so um, I would listen to that show and just be driving home bawling because I had kids and I was thinking, gosh, these kids are going through so much stuff. So we started doing a matching hour for the Aflac Cancer Center. And we actually did it for, it was in 2014, it was going into our third year of being a matching sponsor. And we met with the foundation at CHOA before this um, radio show. And she asked us, you know, you guys have been giving now for a few years. Why do you give? Most people that do this or company own, you know, business owners that do this, they have a child who's battled cancer or they know somebody who has. Um, and this was in June of 2014. And we, uh, our uh, wives were there, Philip and our wives were there. And, and we said, well, we just thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, our kids are perfectly healthy. I had four kids at the time and uh, we've never had stitches, never had broken bones. They're perfectly healthy. Um, my four year, my two year old at the time, his name was Grant, and he had been experiencing some issues, but he was our fourth child. So, you know, we were thinking, oh, maybe he has an ear infection mm-hmm. or this or that. Um, the very next day after we had this meeting where we said our kids are perfectly healthy, we found out that my two-year-old son, Grant, had stage four cancer. Oh, my goodness. And so that the Affleck Cancer Center that we had been supporting, never thinking we would ever have to use their services, mm. all of a sudden, we're in a hospital room on the Affleck Cancer floor here in Atlanta at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Uh, it was a very surreal moment. You've continued to do that. What are some of the other organizations, uh, speci- specifically around childhood cancer, uh, that you've been able to kind of work with? Yeah, through the through the battle, I didn't know anything about childhood cancer before my son was diagnosed. So through the battle, you start to learn how much need there is and the fact that uh, childhood cancer is not profitable for the drug company. So uh, the National Cancer Institute, they only allocate 4% of their budget to childhood cancer mm-hmm. research and the other 96% goes to adults. But childhood cancer is the number one disease killer of children in the United States, the number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it the weight of research really falls on private organizations. So seeing such a huge opportunity and also uh, in addition to that, when you're in the hospital for as long as we were, and we were in there for hundreds of days over those couple of years, seeing how much it takes a toll on the families. Yeah. You know, the, it's not just the person going through cancer, mm-hmm. the entire family goes through it. And we saw families who have lost houses, who got fired mm-hmm. from jobs, who single parent situations where the kid is getting chemo by themselves and no parent there for days, out of the, you know. So there's all kinds of situations. So we decided that as a foundation, we made the, uh, the foundation, Grant and Grace Foundation, after my son Grant. And there's really three places that we fundraise for. We fundraise for the hospital he was treated at, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And then we also fundraise for the Rally Foundation for Childhood Cancer. They strictly uh, do childhood cancer research. 
And the reason we chose them is because 94 cents of every dollar goes to research. I love them. They are, they are, um, they execute very well and they're very low cost. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, they have been a great partner. And then for the family support, we go through the Amanda Riley Mm -hmm. Foundation and Mm -hmm. you had Barbara Riley on the show before. She is incredible. And so we, um, you know, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. So I am good at fundraising, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to do everything these organizations have perfected. So mm-hmm. we support them in any way that they need. And that's how we continue to honor my son. I think that is the most beautiful and humble way you can honor him. You know, the fact that you were able to step aside and say, yes, I'm starting this foundation in his name, but all the funds coming in are going to go to these existing or existing organizations that are doing such amazing things. Yes. I love that. And I'm sure as part of your story, as you were at the Affleck Cancer Center and and Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and all the different uh, organizations, I'm sure you have been able to raise money. And then you were also on the other side where people were able to show grace and show love and show care and concern for you and your family as well. Yes, exactly. And that's one of the reasons why it's, you know, I feel like we've kind of been charged with moving this forward and giving back and honoring my son in that way. So many other foundations and organizations spend time at that hospital and spoil these kids, and they deserve to get spoiled. It will change your life if you see a child That's battle right. cancer. I mean, it's it's words cannot even express how much courage that they have. Um, and so, but uh, as well, your company, um, you have uh, now, you currently have over 70 employees, correct? correct. And uh, the, I'm assuming they're also part of uh, not just those efforts, but other efforts as well. Yes. Get back to the community. Yes. As a, you know, uh, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So uh, as a company, all of our employees get involved and they've all become passionate about it. And so the entire month, we have a button on our website at checkout where people can round up to the next dollar or mm. give any kind of donation. Uh, we give a percentage of our sales for the month as a company. Uh, they all get involved. Um, so blessed with amazing employees. And uh, in this past September, we were able to present a check for $50,000 to the Rally Foundation for our efforts in September. So it is a company-involved uh, thing. So, you know, I think it's so beautiful how God prepared him for what he was going to go through. And you said that to me when you told me that story the first time it blew my mind that the day before he was there doing something for a group that was then going to turn around and end up helping him. Yes. It's amazing. You know, Tiffany, I'm going to tell you one of the many things that I learned uh, so far doing this show today. And that is that when you do anything, whether it's in business or in charity, uh, out of empowerment Mm -hmm. uh, and trying to empower someone else uh, it can't help but change you and it can't right. help but uh, kind of help you take that next step on whatever your road is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe there's something to be said about stopping and looking back and and seeing where you've come and and recognizing God in the midst of the steps. And boy, we could keep going. I better yeah. stop before 100%. I... Yeah. yeah. So that's fantastic. Michael, I think we're kind of coming to the end of it. For those people listening that uh, want to do their own pest control and or want to get involved in, in some of the uh, organizations that you're with, give give as much contact information as you want. The floor is yours. Well, uh, as far as the website goes, if you are interested in saving money and doing your own pest control or lawn and garden, um, again, we have over 12,000 SKUs. You just need to go to domyownpestcontrol.com. I can even shorten it for you. You can go to mypestcontrol.com Ooh. and you'll get there. And you can go to domyown.com. <laughs> so you can go to any of those, whichever is easier get for close. you to remember. In the ballpark, you're yeah. going right. to be helped. And then if you would like to um, help with childhood cancer research, uh, the Grant and Grace Foundation is grantandgracefoundation.org. 
and you can donate there. And again, all it is there is no admin cost. My company funds the whole operation, Please so one hundred percent, one hundred percent of your donation will mm-hmm. go to childhood cancer research and family support. You know, that's the best percent to give. I, I think it's fantastic that your company picks uh, picks up the tab there. Um, Tiffany, what uh, what did you hear? What did you learn today listening oh, to Oh, my goodness. Well, Michael? that's an open-ended question. A lot. I'm inspired by him. I'm always yeah. inspired by him. And um, I think a lot of the people listening are going to be and going to be motivated. Uh-oh. I thought you were showing me a note. <laughs> I was no, like, oh, that's... gosh, am I supposed to read that fast? <laughs> Don't let people behind the curtain that are yeah. little movements on the table. Um, Stop doing that. Well, speaking, speaking of notes, I, I, I you wrote a little one there, and and we're going to have a lot of different guests, but but it was great uh, to have Michael on here because his business started in two thousand four, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so he's been doing this a little while, right? And and when were you on Shark Tank again? Two thousand nine. So he's been doing yes. pest control. Longer than Ava yes, the Elephant has been around. Of course, yeah. Always good to bring in people Absolutely. who know more than we do. There, right? you go. Yeah. there you go. So fantastic. So before I close out the show, Tiffany, I'll, I'll just uh, forget asking questions. I'll just let you have the floor. Anything you want to say? Anything you no, want to No, I just want to thank Michael for coming in. I really appreciate him sharing um, these words of wisdom. And I think what's important about having him and other business owners, successful business owners like him and is them being authentic and him being able to say, you know, these were the tr- the problems we had. These were the struggles we had. So that those people listening don't go down that same road. So I just thank you for sharing a lot of your victories and your struggles. With thank us. you. And I will repeat something you said, because it is definitely part of Michael's story. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. They don't have mm-hmm. to necessarily mm-hmm. find the next new thing. You might be able to uh, find something you're currently doing. But you, you know? do need to do it better. I mean, I think that's yep. the key. Everybody wants that's to jump key. on that. I'm going to launch a t-shirt brand, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, there's, you know, 50,000 of those. Yep. What are you going to do different? You Mine's know, and right. I think Mike already had that vision from the very beginning and that's what's made him He successful. was going around spraying houses and thought maybe there's a better way and I can empower my clients and the homeowners and, and starting with Peggy Wu and we've come a long <laughs> right. way since then to the top 500. So, uh, you've been listening uh, to Michael Gosling from DoMyOwnPestControl.com uh, here on the Tiffany Crewman Show. A reminder that the Tiffany Crewman Show can be heard every Friday live at 1 p.m. at GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. You can also download the podcast from iTunes, download the show, tell your friends. You can also check uh, out And if Tiffany's, you do that, oh, make oh, sure oh. you subscribe because I, I've had a lot of friends say that they actually subscribed in that way. It just comes automatically into your phone. Well, then you don't even have to think about it. It'll pop up and that's the time to listen to it. So uh, if you do that, you'll be joining the community of listeners, learners, and launchers at TiffanyCrewmans.com. Or you can also follow her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those wonderful platforms. So for Tiffany, for Trey, for Z, for Mike, and for Michael Gosling, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll see you here next week on The Tiffany Crewman Show.